When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. episode of Alien Strand Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Desma, and welcome to today's show. Yeah, it's going to be a nice, cool one today. You know, I wish it was cool down here in South Texas, but it's just not. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I was uh, actually working at my other real job that I have too, <laughs> and I was sweating my butt off out there, man. I was like, man, I can't believe how freaking hot it is down here in South Texas. Everybody's all in the, in the wintertime, and they're having these snow and all this nice, you know, things out there, winter wonderlands, and no, we're still in shorts and flip-flops over here in South Texas. Remember that. (laughs) 
So if you guys want to move down here, that's just be expecting that. And uh, remember, summertime, it's like Hades out here, man. Hades, I'm trying to tell you. So uh, welcome to, to today's Alien Strand Podcast. Uh, you're listening to us uh, live on audio. I'm streaming on Spreaker right now. We're streaming on, uh, I believe, iHeartRadio. And we're streaming on uh, Spotify as well. So... And we're going to be on 26 audio platforms. Thank you for listening tonight. And thank you for watching. We're on, I don't know, 10 or 12. Uh, no, eight, I'm sorry. Eight live podcasts right now. We're on X. We're on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube tonight, hit us a like and subscribe. Please do that. That really helps a lot. We really appreciate you guys for that. Um, and if you're watching it on X, give us a thumbs up, share everything that we're doing out here. Um, everything we're trying to do is for disclosure. Just remember that um, it's... It, we just have such a nice time, you know, just trying to get all this out there, you know. Um, oh, look, Ryan Keaton's out there. He says, it was nice and 75 today in San Antonio, LOL. Yeah, brother, I know, man. I know how hot it can be. It almost makes you want to bust out a, a beer, right? <laughs> or two. Or two. Just maybe two. That's it. Uh, anyhow, uh, you know, it's if you're catching our podcast, make sure to catch us on Patreon. Come join us, man. Five bucks a month. You can't beat that with a stick. You know, we do have a one that's coming up. I've already recorded it. I just haven't threw it out there yet. I'm kind of, I'm getting a little lazy, but I'm going to get it out to this weekend for sure. Uh, for the people that are paying five bucks a month, you guys are going to watch a special, special podcast. Remember that. Uh, remember, we uh, Alien Strand on Podcast. Just download Patreon. There you go. Uh, look for Alien Strand Podcast. Uh, we're going to have merch coming up for our paid subscribers. And, uh, of course, you, there's going to be a lot of good stuff on there. Go to our Patreon page uh, and go check that out. Now, the middle two. It's already ready to come out. Like I said earlier today when I was talking on the on this platform that, uh, you know, I think it's going to be coming out like faster than expected because they really accepted it pretty quick after I, I, fin- I fixed everything with it. So get ready for that. It'll be on Amazon Prime. You guys will be able to check that out. You know, it'll be for sale so you guys can rent it or buy it if you want. All right. So uh, and, you know, if you buy it, it's yours, man. You get to keep it. It's yours. Just like the DVDs back in the day and all that good stuff. Right. So. Just remember uh, past, our past podcast. If you if you checked it out, it's called the Third Kind. I talked about you know how things from the past you know may have coincided with us, maybe have you know helped us uh, with our DNA structurally, you know uh, the the extraterrestrials, things like that, you know. And and I was able to kind of break it down a little bit, make you think just a little bit of of what may have happened, you know, three hundred thousand years ago, you know, right? So I was able to talk about that just a little bit on this on this past podcast. Catch it on YouTube on all of our platforms. Twenty six. 27 platforms you'll see it out there cast box you know um, deezer uh we're all over the place man um but thank you for for listening to this podcast it, it's it's really doing really really nicely so remember the middle two is gonna be coming out soon man we can't wait we can't wait um right now i believe it's not on uh we have the middle part one it's out there right now but it's actually i just found out today we're on 10 live channels right now as of today so we are actually on 10 live channels now uh hoopla rewarded tcl Tubi, uh amazon prime thrills tv we are on apple uh we're on apple tv as well so if you have apple tv you can actually look for the middle cascadia guides you'll find us there as well all right go check that out uh also let's see what else do we have oh yeah man i forgot the middle what 
is for free. I'm telling you, man, we put it on YouTube. Go check it out uh, bef- before uh, I shut it down. I was going to shut it down, but I, I, Terry says, nah, keep it on a little bit longer. You know, my sister said, yeah, keep it on longer. I think, you know, you guys need to watch this film. So it's go to our YouTube channel. Go to Alien Strand Podcast YouTube channel. Hit us a like and subscribe. The movie, the, the whole movie, the documentary is on there in the middle. Go check it out. We got it on there for free. Just get us a, a like and subscribe, and you know that would help us go a long way. Uh, as for that, right? Also, uh, the middle tetralogy, right? That's exactly what it is because we have the middle one, we have the middle two, the visitors, we have the middle three, consequences of contact, and we're gonna have the middle four coming up, all right? So, get ready for all of these that are gonna be coming up pretty soon on all your streaming platforms on your televisions, all right? Please. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all the support that you've given us for this film, all right? Uh, and the films that are to come, because they're good. They're just going to give you so much information um, on everything, right? Uh, follow us on Alien Strand Disclosure Project. Remember, there's no I in team. It's all of us all together as a team. Uh, and, you know, we, we just try We all try to work together on getting all the information to you guys as much as possible, all right? So, you know, I've I've rambled enough a little bit you know i i want to talk to um mr terry lynch i'm going to get him on right now uh we're going to actually talk about how to film uh ufos things like that in the sky with your cameras with the cameras you have at home things like that so that way you guys can kind of get a better understanding we're gonna have some pictures here i'm gonna show some videos of ufos i'm gonna show i'm gonna show uh, pictures of ufos uh and recent ones and ones from the past as well so you'll be watching those as well um tonight all right so without further ado let's go ahead and get mr terry lynch on right now here we go Hello, everybody from the middle, Central Oregon. Right on, brother. Right on. Thank you for being on the show today. You know, um, you know, it's we have a lot of information to to get to folks. You know, um, how's? Oh, let me ask you this question first. How's the weather out there, brother? In Oregon. Well, it's it's almost as balmy as you guys. We're at about twenty eight degrees. We got snow on the ground. I got a guy on a snowmobile that keeps running past my house at full bore. So it's it's kind of like you guys. Only we're not using motorcycles. Oh wow! <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> snow, snowmobiles do work, but I'm I'm sure they're pretty loud and nuisance too at the at, at the same time. You know, they just nuisance. It just I get it, man. You know, as they say, you know, as we get older. We get more crank. We right. get crankier. <laughs> That's probably more of what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> but it is what it is. So, um, you know, we, we have a lot to break down tonight. Um, it's how can I say this? You know, we, we have some UFOs that we're going to show you tonight. You know, um, have you been seeing anything lately on your side of the woods, your neck of the woods, as far as uh, UFOs or anything like that? Well, yeah, when we when we have uh, clear nights, um, you, you kind of have to be around here. You have to be up at about three in the morning, right? Um, if you want, if you want to catch some of the stuff that's going over Palina Peak at nighttime, um, we we have had quite a few people in our local area that that are ever since the middle came out and they they they've been able to see it, and uh, a few of them's had a chance to speak with me in town. Um, I kind of let people know. I say, you know, if, you, if you're out there at this time, you're going to see craft going over Planet Peak. Right. And lo and behold, people have been seeing stuff over the top of Planet Peak. Uh, the other night we had something that, uh, 
a lot of people were trying to say was a uh, practice burn, but there wasn't a practice burn going. Right. right. Um, the, the the whole skyline out back behind Palana Peak was glowing after the sunset uh, in the west. Palana Peak, from where we're at, is in the east. Right. So we had a lot of people uh, posting pictures, and nowadays all the local people, whenever they see something strange in the sky, they get a hold of guess who. <laughs> Right. Um, well, I, they they get a hold of me and and then they well I, maybe because I can help explain some stuff. Right. Well, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, you know, the movie actually helped that out. And you know, I, I hear I hear that you you and Mr. Jonathan Mitchell have been getting stopped a lot out there in Lapine, Oregon. You know, people are actually starting to notice you from the film. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that's recognized us from the movie. Um, it, it all the way into Bend, Oregon. They it's the same. We get stopped by a few different people there, but mostly in the Pine because this is this is where it all took place, uh, where where you and your team showed up, and then we, me and my team and your team, went up and we started doing all the filming. Right. Uh, a lot of people saw us when we were out doing it. It's kind of it's not something that once it happens is a big secret. People start they notice a film crew. They notice right. they notice things. They talk about it. And then, uh, and then when we started kind of advertising locally about it, well, a lot of people wanted to see what was going on here locally. Right. So now we've got a large population of the city here that's that's actually seen our movie. Right. And and now whenever they see something, they try and contact me or they contact Jonathan, and they start asking us questions about what they'd just seen in the sky. Right. Uh, where a lot of people in the past, you know, they see something they just button up man because they they were afraid right. they're afraid to talk about it they're afraid they're going to be right called somebody who wears a tinfoil hat or whatever exactly um with with everything that's happened recently with the governments of the country of our country and other countries uh and disclosure i hope well, we've we've it's loosening up it's loosening up right. people are, are, are not as much afraid to talk about it anymore right. and we're we're getting a lot more reports we're getting a lot better reports and i'm you're getting more of a mass report of something that you see in the sky well now more than one person has seen that and they want to talk to you about it well if people don't know who jonathan mitchell is <laughs> if you watch the film the middle he's the guy that was on on that edge of that cliff stacking up all those rocks and it, got, it was kind of like a nail biter. I was biting my nails, and I was up there filming it, right? So, but uh, anyway, yeah, I I wouldn't have went over there myself. He he, if I say I'm kind of mountain goody. Well, he's he is a mountain goat. Oh, I know. He he had no fear. <laughs> Him or his son had no fear on that on that edge, man. I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. What I was watching or witnessing, but yeah, I said, you know what? I better film this because people are not going to believe it if I don't film it. So luckily, I did. Um, now. Let's talk about some uh, some UFOs because today we're going to talk about how to film a lot of these crafts up in the sky that you're seeing, not just in Lapine, all over the world or all over the United States, anywhere. I mean, for anyone to are that are able to do this. Now, I'm going to show this image first of all, and we're, we're going to talk about this real quick. Now, this this popped up on my feed today uh, with uh, Nancy Timms today. She she actually posted it up, and I had to throw it out there. This was an actual photo of a UFO craft in 1961, Taiwan, taken by Wang Shiling, Um in Tsung City, it says this was the first known photograph of a UFO in Taiwan. A photo courtesy of Tufoa. 
uh, actual to UFO investigator Ho Sing, uh, Ho Sing Jung, I'm sorry, uh, says uh, there has been 15 recorded sightings where this photographic evidence suggests that extraterrestrial objects have traversed the skies above Taiwan. The, uh, says the earliest of these pictures were taken uh, in Tisung uh, City in 1961. Uh, UFO photographs date back to 1911 uh, in the China proper. So the, the picture that we're seeing here is in black and white. It's up in the sky. It's like really good photo, man. That's why I, I was like, oh that, I was like, oh my God, I got to share this, man. Uh, now that's amazing. It's, you can, you know, it's in the cloud, just like barely hovering, like right below the cloud. And there's a, a, a dark, it, it almost looks like a halo in the sky in a sense, but there's a dark uh, black uh, circle underneath it, which is uh I guess the the bottom part of the craft. Now, it has yeah. a really strong saucer shape uh, to it, uh, as far as that. But what are your thoughts about that photo, Terry? Well, that that black portion underneath the bottom would be the magnifier um, or the amplifier for the uh, shooting down the uh, uh, magnetic flux tubes that go from the craft down to the ground, which is what's giving it its. Uh, uh, it's it's called quantum levitation. I've mentioned it before, right. um, but that's that portion right there. That's that's where that's where the business is being done to make it make it do this uh, quantum levitation. Um, that that is just a remarkable craft for 1961. Uh, what a picture yeah. for for this is. I, I like I like myself when I when I go into. We'll probably be going into this a little bit later. I use a uh, uh, Pixlr. Right. And uh, when I get into it, I tend to use black and white or negative. I go to the negative. Right. And you can you can really bring things out when you're using certain filters if you go to the negative. And this this right here is a beautiful somebody somebody got a just a priceless shot here. Uh, this yeah, you can clearly tell that it's a it's a larger than that black spot. Yeah, it's, um, it's huge. I mean, you could tell this craft is huge. Uh, yeah, the amount of energy it's putting out, too, yeah. to make the outer portion like this. Right, exactly. And this is in 1961. So you're looking at uh, standard cameras back in the day. They just had, you know, a couple of speeds. It was actually, you, you control the speed by just a manual turn on it. Um, yeah, and, there's the shutters. And, and that was it, you know, uh, just to get a photo like this. Now, I'm sure, I mean, it's got a nice zoom in on it, but uh, I'm sure whatever camera they used, it was a decent camera back at that time in 1961. So, um, and to me, of course, there was no cell phones and stuff. So it had to have been a nice camera, like a Minolta, maybe something like that, you know, that that would uh, take a a good good photo, uh, you know, and just to be bring out the, the, the textures the way it did. In other words, um, it has a lot of bit to it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you, yeah, you bet. I have, uh, you know, you know, I'm a Nikon guy. I, I, I've got them just kind of laying around here, you know, but <laughs> I'm a, I'm an Nikon guy. And two, two of my cameras that, uh, that I have for this is our film cameras. One's an FA right. and the other one's an AF Nikon. Uh, they're both film cameras. They you, you still load it up with the same stuff. You load film into it, and it gives you a almost a, a more clear shot. 
uh, uh, pictures when you've got the right lens and you're doing everything correctly with it. Right. You you can you can take some absolutely remarkable pictures. Um, if, if you're lucky enough to catch something like they did uh, with with their film camera, um, you you have you have a tool. It's an older tool, and it's what people used to use to to get these things. If you look at any of the old black and white pictures, not any of them, some of them. Right. Um, you, you, there's there's pictures with cowboys sitting on their horse, and there's a UFO up above the guy. Um, there's there's pictures of uh, what they call the Foo Fighter. Right. Uh, that's that's these are pictures that are taken out of uh, like World War Two. And these guys were in their airplane flying squadrons that were moving along, and they've got Foo Fighters flying with them. Uh, the Foo Fighter never got involved in the fight, but it, it always was observing. You know, these things would, would follow around uh, the different the different air battalions, be up in the sky. You know, they'd be getting ready to go in for Germany or something like that, or fighting against Japan, or Japan coming up against us, or Germany coming up. They always had these things in the, the skyline. They always saw them. They were always way too busy to try and investigate what that is because they were trying to prepare themselves for battle. Right. So well, they, uh, they had them and they got pictures of them. And, and um, yeah, I know. I've seen those. Those are so cool. I think uh, Anibal always posts those up as well as uh, Mr. Uh, Paul. Paul out there. Well, he loves those old photos, man. Let me tell you. Um, let's, yeah. let's talk about this photo here. So. This one was recently posted uh, on Alien Strand uh, Disclosure Project. So this was taken in 1958 uh, in Brazil. Of course, this was before 1961. Uh, and it looks like an ocean view with some uh, rocks. And at the very distance of it, you can actually see a craft. And they start zooming in. But you can tell that this craft, UFO craft, is kind of rocking back and forth because we have three separate photos of this crap. Now it says this was taken in Trinidad Island, UFO Brazil, 1958. Uh, an officer narrates at least 20 servicemen, including a medical officer, witnessed this object. The speed was incredible. They say it says the crew of the ship, uh, Alimandre Sandahana, something like that, uh, spotted on January 16, 1958, a flying saucer over Trinidad Island, uh, which was photographed by Alamiro uh, Barunia, 43 who was on board uh, to photograph underwater scenes. It says, uh, uh, Barnuda attention uh, was woken up by a, uh, by a nose on the deck of the ship while several sailors looked onto the sky. It says he picked up his camera and started taking pictures. He claimed to have seen the disc moving on top of the ship around noon. And at the end of the speed of the object was very high, he says. It took six, he says, I took six images Neither or be, uh, it says, had nor sound. So it didn't have no sound at all. It says the film was revealed uh, on board uh, to authorities, released the negatives uh, that only showed a small dark spot. Later at home, uh, he continued to expand the film and managed to get a disc which appeared in the picture. Wow. So uh, that's pretty much what we're seeing here. Uh, it was a nice blown up photo of it. And... Um, mm -hmm. It's just uh, it's just a great saucer shape image. Now this this shape image that we're looking at uh, in audio world is not watching. Uh, it almost looks like let's just think about Saturn kind of pancaked a little bit. Uh, 
So that's pretty much how it this this UFO craft looks like. Now, of course, after all these podcasts, I do post uh, uh, the images and, and links to everything that uh, what we're seeing here. Um, what are your thoughts about this one uh, here, Terry? This this right here, when I see something like this, um, I you, you got to realize that uh, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I like to talk about uh, Earth rotation and the equator a lot. And this location is, is down by the equator. They're, they're going to see more craft in this location. Uh, there's, there's a lot more sightings in this location from the different governments and militaries. Uh, they, they see them constantly uh, hanging out around their ships. I believe that those, those are trying to, to figure out what our capabilities are uh, and what we're doing in the area. Um, this in particular location is pretty close to the uh, Bermuda Triangle. When when you start saying Brazil, um, you're 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 talking about going out out and uh, to this location where we're currently having a uh, it's a gravitational anomaly that's taking place just out off the coast of Brazil, and um, the the gravity is a little less there. Right. Okay. We we have less gravity at this spot. Um, it's, it's been verified scientifically that we're, we're having this anomaly there. And we're also having it on the opposite side over by, uh, uh, Puerto Rico or not Puerto Rico. Sorry. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name Guadalupe, ah. Guadalupe, Mexico, Okay, the island on the, on the other side, on the Pacific side. Right. Um, but we're, we have these two locations where, where we're having this gravitational anomaly as well as you have all these big sightings of craft still today, you still see, you st if I were to go down there with my cameras, I guarantee you I'd come back with several different craft footage, all kinds of stuff of different things. Right. Uh, there's other people that know how to do what I'm talking about, uh, namely the ones that have taught me. Uh, however, whenever whenever you're, you're in this location, what's going on is, is the Earth's spinning one way, and it's a thousand miles an hour is how fast the Earth is spinning in that location. Right. So when these things do what's called the quantum lock, they'll lock into a position, 
and they stop and they're actually moving with the rotation. Right. These craft, when they let go, bam, what happens is they let go with the magnetic flux, the earth spins, the craft stays put. Right. So it looks like they're taking off over a thousand miles an hour at incredible speeds. And what they've simply done was just let go of gravity. Well, and it helps too. Or, or, I mean, or just yeah, and it does. It's the spin helps. It's like a it, it got yeah. The, the spin helps with propulsion. Right. All right. Well, for them. So we have this video that I'm going to show real quick. Um, I don't know if it has. It might have some sound to it, but it's it's not very long. It's going to be a craft that somebody caught in the sky. And now watch this uh, video. Uh, it's going to have. Um, just the strangeness of this craft. It's kind of zoomed in. So let's let's go ahead and watch this now and let me know what you think. Is that strange or what? Heard this. <laughs> I'm actually the person that shared that one. Okay. So, That's kind of funny. But the, the, okay, so what we're looking at in Audio Land is, is a craft up in the sky. It's almost like a circular uh, ball, ball shape, but it's got a bunch of lights around it, and there's one only spinning in the middle. There's a set of lights that are just spinning in the middle. And then you have a flashing light that's kind of – it has a different pattern in the front uh, that's kind of blinking as well. So – now, this thing was probably way the hell up there, and somebody actually used a really nice zoom. You can tie, you can kind of tell because the way of the movement of the of the camera, the way it was kind of moving back and forth, trying to trying to keep this thing in uh, in lock, right? Uh, because it, it's kind of hard to do when you have these cameras because it it wants to go in and out of focus, right? So I think what it, whoever did this one actually had it on manual focus, and they were able to grab. Uh, this image that was on there. Now, Terry, do you think that the the way it was flashing, you know how we down here, when we see a star, we see a craft, maybe, I don't know, a thousand, two thousand, maybe 10,000 feet above us. And we see all that flashing and stuff. Could it be the way what we're looking at here on this UFO up close that the way it's flashing, that's what, that's what we're actually seeing down here uh, with our eyes. You know what I mean? Because we're not, we're not, up there that close to it you know what i mean uh at night especially, yeah, uh, especially at night the, the interesting thing yes I, I actually agree with that the further away it is the more everything kind of blends together uh for for what we have for eyes if if you're out there with a, a scope or something like that that you can see things a little better you might be able to see exactly what's happening there right. i want to i want to also reiterate so people uh will understand when i say i'm the one that shared that i'm the editor for um for the Danish space program, okay? Uh, they're an actual space agency. They launch things into space, and I I do editing for the uh, site that they have. Now, that's that's why when I say I shared that and it comes up uh, and you'll look and it says Danish space program, you'll realize I'm the guy that made sure everything happened there. Um, wow. So it, it's there. that's an actual space program again. Um, and I share everything that we have that's that's here, like within uh, ASDP, Alien Strand Disclosure Project, 
they're they're very tied into what we're doing. Uh, the Danish are the Dutch, and they uh, uh, they're very very cued in onto uh, this ufology thing. They they want to learn just as much as anybody else. Uh, they just happen to have a little bit better means. Um, so it's 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 within our interest to tie into space agencies if we can. And this is one of those things where ASD is tied in with a space agency. Um, nice. And it's 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 kind of hard. I mean, if if I were to say the same thing about me being part of NASA, now that would be that would be yeah that'd be wonderful. But yeah. NASA's NASA's They've got their own people. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, as, as long yeah. as as long as we're working together, you know what I mean, uh, with the Danish space program and you know different different ones that are out there, you know, that wants to kind of tag along and and just kind of be with us and us with them and just trying to figure these things out because I'm sure they got telescopes, right? I'm sure they got cameras too. I'm sure they got all that good stuff, uh, data recorders, mm-hmm. you know, EMF recorders, everything like that, in order to to detect a lot of these things that are happening above above our skies in space, right? So. Uh, atmosphere, stratosphere, all those spheres, you know, they're, they're up there watching all this stuff daily. Like somebody's actually sitting there, you know, for a 10 hour shift and somebody else comes for a 10 hour shift, you know, actually monitoring our skies constantly, which is a great uh, program to be with, you know what I mean? As, as together working together, because these guys are are on top. And it's like us, you know, we, uh, we have regular jobs, you know, we have a regular family life, whatever we do our thing. And we try to squeeze in as much ufology and everything as we can, as much as possible, but we're not there eight to 10 hours a day, you know, watching these things like, like these guys are. So of course they're going to have more uh, of an upper, not an upper hand. They're going to have more information and more data uh, than actually than what you and I are. Right. Right, they, you know that the Danish uh, space program wanted to put me together with, uh, uh, with several doctors over there in uh, Amsterdam. They were wanting me to go in and teach ufology to these folks, and maybe at some point we can we can work that out. But at the moment, in my life, I've got other things going on. We're making movies. We're we've got things going on over here, right. and um, quite frankly, there's a lot of stuff going on that's kind of close to this location yeah. that. I don't want to put my family near at the moment. And, you know, maybe if some war stopped taking place, I'll be more than happy to go over there. But I'm not real interested right now in being over in the Netherlands um, until until it's the correct time. Um, well, it, you know, but that these, these are the people I've been talking about them for quite some time. And yeah. uh, I've been working with them for quite a bit longer than than uh, our, our very own ASDP. Right. So... This is this is something that uh, that maybe further along in the future um, you might hear about me taking off for Amsterdam and going to work to to put together a uh, a group of ufologists out of some doctors that they have over there. Right on, and that that's awesome. So let's go ahead and change, uh, let's go ahead and talk about your camera setup that you use out there. Uh, that that you use on a daily basis, like uh, as far as your 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 camera rigs and. You know how okay. you you set your things up to to you know to photograph out there. Now, do you okay. do, do you do most, mostly photographs, or you or and then some video, or you kind of you know mix it up a little bit? Actually, I mix it up quite a bit. Um, if you look at the middle, oddly enough, the middle the middle picture here, you'll see that I've got a uh, Nikon 
that's a P80. I got a P500. I've, and this is moving from, sorry, from this way, this way. Um, and you have, I have my D3200. I have my AF and my FA uh, Nikons that are off to the very far side there together. They're both uh, um, film cameras. And then out off the far end, what you're looking at is my uh, P500 and my D3200. Uh, P500 is an 800 millimeter super zoom. And the D3200, which is the furthest one out there, uh, that's got a thousand millimeter uh, uh, zoom lens on it, tele telephoto lens. And then on the other side, right this way, um, I'm holding my my new um, my new Nikon uh, P1000, and that's a three thousand millimeter super zoom. Okay. Um, let's let's talk about um, okay, so. Let's say Terry Lynch goes and says, you know what, today I'm going to go up to the mountain uh, or just maybe in your front yard because you live pretty close to the mountains. I want to just try to get uh, some photos of the sky or however I'm going to do this. If, if I think there's going to be a craft uh, flying by. Now, what are the steps that you take? Do you do you uh, just kind of take your equipment outside? Do you set up your tripod? Uh, uh, how, what's your steps that you do? Right. Well, what I'll do, what I'll... Uh do when I'm I'm going out to do this type of thing is I will take like uh, say my my D thirty two hundred that uh, one thousand millimeter lens will only operate on the manual setting, okay. But uh, with it I can I can video. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll take that and I'll get myself set up on a tripod. Everybody gets a tripod, and I'll aim it. And what I'll do is I'll try and locate myself air traffic that's going by. Right. Um, and and I, I look forward to finding jet streams coming off the craft. It gives me something to focus in on with my camera. And then I'll get myself focused in, uh, depending you know, on what I found. And I'll, then I'll get that one set up. And then I'll move over to my uh, P500, and it'll be on a tripod. It'll be facing a different direction. Right. And then I'll take my P1000, and it'll be facing a different direction. Okay, and I'll get everything focused in on different chemtrails that are off of the back of these airplanes, and I will start a recording, and I, that's when I video. Okay, and so, I'll video so, different directions. So you shoot uh, you, to try and catch. So you shoot the video right on each camera. So you got mm -hmm. you got three different angles, uh, and then after you finish that, you kind of uh, after you're finished for the day, you bring the uh, the your footage inside, and you kind of go through it. And see if you caught anything, yeah. right? So you, you drop the, the the motion down to slow motion mode, uh, or frames frame by frame. Um, yeah, here's here's what happens with me. I got I got to tell you this one. This is what happened with me because I do I've done it so much. I generally I'll run at full speed. Okay, um, I I because I've I've worked with Annabel, um, and I worked with Jody Gordon, and I worked with uh, Tino Gallegos. Uh, every one of these people have taught me the same thing, how to see things at full speed. It, you're just looking for that one quick flicker that runs fast, just that fast. Okay, now that you've got that in particular spot, that's when you go back and you go slow past it, and now you can get a better uh, thing. What we used to do is we'd see that one spot, we'd actually stop the video at that spot, right. which is very hard to do. And then uh, what we'd do is we would... Uh, 
uh, like say, for instance, if you're using uh, a phone, uh, you're using your phone to record. What you do is you stop it on that spot. Sometimes you have a little bar that you can run it with and you can find that very spot. You stop it and then you take a screenshot and then you zoom in on it. You take another screenshot, you zoom in again. And before you know it, you got a picture of a craft. Um, the, your, let's see, that way. There it is over here on the far end here. Not the one with me holding the camera, the other far end. You can see two craft that are going by. Um, that in particular location just happens to be the very spot that I'm standing at there taking the picture. Right. Um, that's that right there is looking towards uh, Palina Peak. Um, um, I'm off in the off on the side there, on top of uh, uh, it's we we call the area it's a helicopter landing uh, on top of one of the buttes that's about six miles from my house out in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm really close to being out in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, this, this in particular landing, uh, about the only way you can get there is by a side by side or quad or something like that, or of course a helicopter because it's a helicopter landing. Um, and then we would sit and we would shoot video and take pictures and things like that from that location. Um, the, uh, the location that we're at there, I, I have a good kind of a 360 around me, and I can see uh, a lot of the Cascades from there. I'm a lot lower now than, than the Cascades, of course, right. but um, I'm inside of this big valley um, that, that I can see a long ways around in uh, from that location, and that, that spot gives me a good vantage point where I can set up tripods, and um, I'll usually take three or four cameras with me when I go out there. And I'll even use my phone while I'm still doing that. Um, I'll, I'll take my phone out, and I use my phone a lot. Uh, the cameras on these things are actually quite amazing on a Samsung or an Apple. It's They're, they're pretty good cameras, good quality picture, good video. Um, now, whenever you got the Nikon, there is something you can do is you can speed up speed up the, uh, the armature, the, um, the eye in it, you know. And what you do is when you speed that up, it gives you a slow motion effect. I do that to some of my cameras sometimes, and that's I end up getting some really good stuff by doing that. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's another thing is you get a good slow motion effect out of the Nikon if you um, yeah raise your, if you just raise your shutter speed your so, shutter speed yeah, raise yeah your you raise your shutter speed so a, a normal if you're going to take a normal photograph, that's usually like a 24 or 30, you know, whatever. Um, if you raise it to 60, you got a better rate of slowing that, slowing it down. Uh, and, and then, mm -hmm. if, and if your camera can do 90 or 120, that's even better, uh, to on your shutter speed. Now, when you raise your shutter speed, what happens is it, your image starts getting darker. So you have to open up your iris a little bit more. Your, your iris, the iris a lot more. You yeah. have to open it to get the light in because it's, it's going so fast. I just, it's like taking hundreds of pictures at the same time. That's basically what it's doing, uh, but on your process <clears throat> on your processor, right? So, uh, but it, if, it go, if it goes, ch -ch 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 -ch, that's like a twenty-four, and you got ninety, ch -ch 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 -ch, and then you got one twenty, ch -ch -ch -ch, right? So it's doing it so fast that you can actually slow the image down at one twenty or ninety or, or or sixty, and you can actually grab that image of a UFO now. Speaking of decent cameras and, and good uh, videos, 
I'm going to show this video that Anibal shared the other day. Uh, I think it was yesterday or today. I can't remember. I think I saw it today. Um, and no, yes. By, by the way, Anibal Anibal uses uh, Nikon P1000. Yes. And he also has, I think it's a D3500 is what his uh, full spectrum is. Right. So he's he's using Nikon as well. He's the one that sold me on Nikon. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, yes. Anibal's Nikon too. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we're going to watch this video here real quick. I believe it's, I think it's in Japan on uh, this one. So it's it's up on top of a mountain, and we're going to see this orb that's floating there in the center. It's not the sun. It's not the moon. It's an actual orb that's floating right there in between the, the mountain. Let's check this out. And there, I'm going to show a video of Anibal breaking it down in a different spectrum so people can uh, know how we do these okay. things. Here we go. Okay, so what what we were watching there was that orb, and somebody's like just literally really feet from it. They're not even that far from it uh, by the way it looks. Um, now, and that's going to be your normal image for the people in audio world. It's kind of hard to picture this, but just kind of a mountain and like in a valley, and you're seeing this orb like pretty close to uh, this person that's actually taking this video. Now. Anibal's breaks this up into a spectrum that you'll be able to see the orb a little bit better of what it is, right? The electronic magnetic field from it. So uh, I'm going to show this just real quick so you can see how Anibal uh, did this. Okay, so here we go. Now, as you can tell there, it's he's it's the camera's pointing down into the valley, uh, and the spectrum that he used on this was like reverse colors, uh, YGB uh, kind of reverse colors on it uh, to try to get. In other words, it, he made it into a darker image, and then brought out the highlights around the craft, so that way you're able to yeah. see the electronic magnetic field. Almost going into the negative on it. Yep. Um, yep. The, the, something else I want to point out, um, that in particular craft, if you look at the original video that you were showing there, it's over the top of a lava flow. Yeah. Um, that's that's another big factor for me. Is I like to get over the top of lava flows and look down onto them because um, I believe a lot of these things are hiding in them. Right. I think that they pop out of them and they go back into them. I think that this is the... Uh, they find their self lava tubes that go throughout the mountains, and this is part of how they're moving around as they go in and out of the mountain range. And sometimes they use the path of least resistance, which would easily be a lava tube. Um, they, 
the location on that is extremely volcanic. Uh, we have lava flows completely around me. Doesn't matter what direction I go. I have to pass through a lava field or flow to leave where I live. Uh, they're they're everywhere. I, I don't know how many of you had to go through to get here, right. but there's there's a lot of lava flows everywhere you look around here, and in this Cascade Mountain range. Well, uh, let's let's talk about the way he grabbed that image. Uh, so, what they we use an, an analysis of these UFOs. Uh, we use different apps, right, to get the different color of the YGB uh, color table, right. So the yellows, the greens, the blues, the reds, right. And what we do is we flip the images in, inside out. It's basically you're flipping everything inside out in a sense to get the actual uh, the infrared right around these crafts so this particular craft is one that heather grabbed right up in uh up in uh arizona with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, she, she, her and her family were coming in for a vacation down in uh, Arizona. Uh, they were they were kind of doing a uh, uh, it's just they call it a holiday anyway. Uh, she had let me know that she was going to be coming over from Scotland. She lives over in Scotland. Um, anyway, when when she was getting ready to take off, I her and I went through kind of a crash course on ufology, and it was my very first ufology student. Uh, she's the first person I taught how to do things. After of course, Annabelle and Jody and Tino taught me. Right. So I taught her, and I knew that she was going to Arizona. Uh, she stepped outside of her uh, hotel room. Uh, long, uh, she was actually in the city of Tucson, uh, and she stepped out onto the staircase that, or the, the front, uh, like landing at the front door of her second story where she was at in the hotel. And she had only been videoing for about uh, 10 seconds before she got two of these craft this this in particular craft the white one there um she had two of them shoot past her at full speed and what i had told her to do was you have to basically you have to set set the camera up on a tripod and you aim it in one direction and you let the craft pass in front of it you don't go looking everywhere for it or you'll never see it right if you leave the camera steady and you're pointing the camera out in one direction the the craft will go past the lens and you're not doing all the work moving the same around trying to find a UFO. The UFO goes right past your lens. And now, this was a full-speed one. This is before I knew anything about uh, slowing things down by speeding things up. Um, so I, I was looking at it real close, and I saw this little flicker go past, and I stopped it. I, 
I, this was all done with a cell phone at the point. Right. And um, I stopped it. And then I, I, uh, I did a screenshot. And that's the screenshot that you see there after I brought it up a bunch of times. And then over here on this other side where you see the red, well, that's, that's when I took it over to Pixel. Uh, I took it over to it, and I, I believe I used uh, uh, that in particular one was, uh, it's called Atomic. Atomic. That's what it is. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I used that, and that, it, it shows the shows all like the power sources that were inside of this craft that were going past them. Now, she had two of them that went past her that, that looked identical. Wow. Uh, that in particular type of craft, I like to call it the bobcat of UFOs because those things will pick up rocks. They'll do all kinds of stuff and they'll move stuff around and they'll do things. Possibly what made pyramids. I don't know. Right. You know, I I would have had to been there and I had to seen it happen. Right. But that's this is possibly what would moved all these big damn rocks that we're always trying to figure out how they got there. So well, that's that's one thing. Here's one that I use. Um, I use Pixlr as well, uh, but I use an app called, it's called Easy Filters. Now, if you see it out there, it's called Easy Filters. And what, uh, I just used the middle one as an example. This is what you see when you when you open the app up, and then you can start changing, you know, the colors of it, the, the depths and, and all the saturation. You can add saturation, take it away, uh, and it makes it into a green color or red color or a pink color. But you're able to, to make out like there's a power source in the inside. Now, if you notice in the very top mm -hmm. two photos of this now this craft was an actual zoomed out photo that you couldn't see nothing until I did the same thing as you did. I zoomed in and zoomed in and zoomed in, and then I kept uh, cropping it, cropping it until I got this image of a craft that was inside of a cloud, right? And then what I did was I started using easy filters, and I was able to get this image out of that one that that we that we caught up there. Now. Uh, so the folks that are listening out there, this is almost like the best way to do it. Not just this app. There's Pixlr. There's V2Art. There's a lot of different apps out there that you can use to uh, analyze a lot of your photos, even uh, photos from the past. You can even look into those, too, and those will work as well. Um, you know, it's I never really have an issue when I use these filters. It's it's All you got to do is sit there and work with it just a little bit. Right, and then you'll be mm -hmm. you'll be able to grab it pretty. Do you have that? I mean, is that same with you there, Terry? Yeah, yeah. If you if you work with things, you'll you'll be able to start finding things that uh, that you could you know you can just barely see that one thing. You move the the screen back and forth, you see kind of a a dot that's stationary up in the sky, right. and it's usually pretty far away when you see that. Um, so what you do is you work your way in. You can zoom in with different stuff. Uh, you know, whatever your computer might do or even your phone, you can use your phone to do this and you can zoom in on these things and you can, you can take it over after you've done your, you know, screenshots and you take it over to one of these and you can start, uh, uh, finding things like, uh, I like to use the negative a lot. Right. Um, I go into the negative because I can find details quicker with going into the negative. And then, uh, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll use that. And there's, uh, there's one that's electromagnetic fields, that's part of Pixlr. Right. Uh, you can zoom in. You get your. You you can actually see the. Uh, it's like an aurora type thing that's around the craft. It surrounds the craft, and um, that's that's an EMF. That's an electromagnetic field basket, is what surrounds the craft. Uh, sometimes you get lucky and you can see those, like the magnetic flux tubes going down. 
Um, and that's also something that will also show up as part of the EMF. Um, I call it EMFF, electromagnetic field, uh, uh, flux field is what I like to call it. EMFF, electromagnetic flux field. And what it, it's, it's part of the, uh, uh, power source of these things. They not only is it holding up, what's holding it up is it's, uh, it's a resistance like your, your, uh, magnets that are flipped the other way and they're trying to cushion themselves and push back and they give the resistance that's that's you, those are uh flux tubes that's what's going on is you're having a flux tube resistance and these craft that's another part of their propulsion system is that they they are pushing off of the earth right. as well as they're using earth rotation but think about how fast magnets flip i've said it before magnets when you try and do opposite poles on the magnets and you let it go, it'll flip really fast. And it usually flips faster than your eyes can see it. Right. That's part of their propulsion system. Let's, That's how their propulsion systems work. Let's talk about, um, here's another tool that you can use, which everybody has on their phones. It's called, Absolutely. It's called Google Maps. Yeah. So This in particular is Street Views. Yeah, street views on Google Maps. So uh, with Google Maps, you can actually zoom in, go down. You can go different angles. And you can, if you point at the sky, once you're down on the ground, once you go into Google Maps or Google Earth or whichever one you're using, you can actually point up and you can actually catch a few craft up in the sky. Now, we're just using a couple of these as examples that Terry has caught on Google on Google Maps. Now, <clears throat> If to, in audio world, you were seeing a craft on the left. He's, we've already kind of zoomed in, used some analysis on it. Uh, the center photo is it's a distant photo from that. What we're looking at the same craft, but it's at a distance. Almost looks like a bug, but it's not a bug. Um, and then, of course, on the right, we have another photo uh, of this strange craft that's hovering over this. Um, it's a cross. Yeah, yeah, like a cross, like a. A, a memoriam that somebody put like if somebody passed away down there so and and this one actually has an emf around this craft as i'm looking at the photo so um i mean this is a this is a very handy tool google maps you can do anything just kind of remember you can point at the skies you can do everything you can and you're you're able to to get a lot of this uh imagery up on on your google maps right so um, you, and you're able to do a lot of uh, nice things with this, right? Uh, you can do snapshots with it, and then you can start, you can start actually, you know, uh, uh, start analyzing it as you go, right? So, and and that's that's just the best way to do it. Uh, like I said, if you don't have uh, if you don't have knowledge of a lot of these apps, things like that, uh, you can just use Google Maps. If you're good at Google Maps, hey man, you could do this too. Right, uh, this is this, this is exactly how all this works. This this in particular one, I want to I want to let people know what this is. First off, there's you know the Google car that drives down the street and they're snapping all the pictures. Yeah. Okay, they've got they got a camera up on top of their car and they're dressed driving down the road. The people in the Google car had no idea this was going past them when it went past them. This is the craft that gave me this in particular craft. As the one that gave me 22 miles per second. Uh, the very first picture you see there is of the craft coming in, and uh, it's off in the distance. Um, the let's see, the next shot there is of the craft leaving. Okay, 
and then the the third shot in that's of the craft as it's it's over that little cross okay this with with the other two pictures that you see there those are the craft when it's throwing out what i i, I tried to tell everybody at these things they do counter steering they use counter steering when they when they steer and what's happening here is this craft is shooting across the desert and then it comes to this spot that's where there's the cross that's what they're they're going to turn at which in this case it was um it throws out a counterweight and that's what you're seeing there and you also see this in what they call the gimbal the navy calls the gimbal pitchers right. it throws out a counterweight and you see this little tail come out through the bottom of it and what that's doing is it's it's locking a magnetic flux tube to the earth and it's snapping itself and now it's going another direction this was all in one solid set of a frame so you have there's 10 parts to a frame this all took place in one one frame wow so there was, so, there was two crafts in that one frame it's all one craft that was all one craft oh one craft okay. that whole setup you just yeah that was all just one craft okay. um so what's happened here is it's coming from across the desert as soon as it gets to that cross it throws out it throws out a magnetic flux tube down to the ground with the bottom of that you see how it has that almost looks like an ice cream cone yeah okay what it's done here is it's thrown out a tail in the bottom and that's the counterweight and that's helping it do the counter steering kind of like riding a motorcycle i guess you can counter steer a motorcycle you push you push or you pull to make the the motorcycle pitch whatever direction you want and you turn that way right. well that's kind of what they're doing here so throwing out a counterweight and that counterweight's locking into the earth with a magnetic flux tube kind of like an anchor again it grabs it it turns that craft instantly right. so turn basically on a dime to us what we're seeing is is it looks like it's moving on a grid okay right. or or using geometry this is how they use geometry to turn these crafts are, are doing a counter steering and they're using uh a electromagnetic flux tubes to grab the earth and then lock in so they're not it's, it's kind of like I, again like i said an anchor that grabs onto the earth and then slingshots it to, uh, in an l shape to the next direction it's going right. and we've seen this you know if you see different things that the navy's put out about, about this they say that they're you know when they're following these things they're doing this right here around our airplanes and they're moving and they're doing this this like a box type turn you know but as a geometry is how these things move that's because they're grabbing on to um maybe out in the ocean it, it, it'd be easier to say but this in particular area that they're at is a ley line okay they're uh this is that right there is in the middle of the Estrella mountain range of phoenix arizona right where they had the uh uh, Phoenix Lights, uh, Tino Gallegos has nonstop craft going over his place. Um, uh, John Edmonds, he had, he's got stories, he's written books, he, all that stuff, right. right there in that same location. Uh, several other people have seen stuff. People have disappeared right there in that lo exact location oh, I know. <laughs> that, that this was at. Wow. Now, what I want to let everybody know is, is you can be sitting at home and you can be on your computer, you can be on your phone. And you can go down the street and use Google Street Views, and you can do a 360 turn. Um, you're, you're, you know, on Street Views, you can look all the way around, and you can zoom into the skyline and everything with Google Street Views. 
and you can go to any place that's considered a hot spot for ufology or ufos um say say you you know you keep just can't wait to go out and see skinwalker ranch you don't have to leave your house all you got to do is go to street views and if a, if a Google car had went down one of the roads down there, you can go inch by inch by inch, you know, as you click forward and forward on street views, and you can do a 360 search of the skyline. Uh, this is this is something that I brought up before uh, to other different ufologists in our groups to try and um, uh, try and raise the interest so people realize that they don't have to they don't have to drive. 2,000 miles or fly all the way around the world to, to go see a location if they want to try and investigate it. If the place has Google going through it and they've got street views, and let me tell you, you can go all the way through Peru or you can go in Africa or you can go into England or you can go any place that Google has gone with their car to do this. Right. This is something that you can do from home. You can become a ufologist right on your phone right after we're done doing this conversation. You can start right then. And I'm going to also add, if if people who are listening uh, accept this little challenge, make sure you share it with ASDP because this is part of disclosure. Now, there's other things that you can do. Google also has a satellite imagery where you can zoom in on top of stuff. Well, I can go over to the tip of the planet peak here, and I found locations where I've got uh, uh, three spheres that are in a triangle formation going on the far side of Polina Peak. There's also another thing. Now, now keep that in mind. You can just zoom in, and you can see what's kind of on the ground, but you can also see the spears, okay? You can see different types of craft this way. There's another thing that Google does. Um, they have pictures of people, people that take pictures in different locations. They go to a different location. They snap pictures. They got their wife going, hi, or, you know, whatever. Right. Look in the background behind the wife, up in the skyline. Going to find things. Just last week, I found something in a place called Leslie, Ga or Leslie Gulch uh, over over in eastern Oregon, which is over in the Steen Mountain Range. And I, I found a perfectly good craft sitting right over the top of, a, of all things, a lava flow. So you can find lava flows with Google Maps, zoom in on the area. And if they just happen to have people that are doing touring there as a camper or whatever, they took pictures. Right. And you can zoom in on the pictures that's behind them, the stuff that's behind them. This is Google is a really extremely good tool for ufology. Um, I don't think Google meant it to be a tool, but it is a tool, and it's a good tool. Well, it's technology. And there's so much information, they can't get rid of it all. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll block out certain things on maps so you can't look down on stuff. But they're they're not going through every picture. They're not going through every spot, you know. And until it's been brought forth, they don't even know it exists until a bunch of people talk about it. Right. So you're going to find more stuff by doing this. And this is a way that anybody can be a ufologist from home. And you'd be surprised at the things that you find. We had stuff off the side of Mount Shasta where you have this beautiful craft coming up. And these people are on I-5. Uh, or the, the Google camera was on I-5 as they were going past. They caught it. Nice. They didn't see it, but they caught it. Right. And we shared that a few times. And there's, you know, there's Google has another street view where uh, somebody went. I don't remember exactly where it was at, but they go down into the end of a cul-de-sac. And lo and behold, right over the top of the house, a perfect disc craft. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Some that. of the islands down the Caribbean. 
they same thing. They've got perfect disc craft going over the top of people that are sitting there having margaritas. You know, yeah. it's just <laughs> it's crazy. Huh? It's crazy. Huh? Google is a great tool for people. Oh yeah, and, and you know what? They can call us too. Google, give us a call. Give us a call, Google. Give, give us, us a call. call. Uh, we'll teach you how to use your own tool. That's right. <laughs> All right, Terry. Well, <laughs> that's the end of our our little uh, extravaganza here. Uh, thank everybody for for listening today and chiming in a little bit and just kind of learning a little bit. Even if you're new to you, Folly, this is a great learning tool for you guys to uh, to just use right and the little examples that we showed you things like that it's a great tool man if you guys are learning so terry you got anything to say before we uh, close out i absolutely do um disclosure starts with your story and respect if you're gonna if you want to tell people your story uh come to asdp let us know what you've got we'll respect what you got to say and we'll investigate. We we have several people all around the world, and we're looking forward to hearing your story and respecting what you have to say. Right on, great. All right, brother. Well, we'll talk to you out here in a bit. So uh, let's let's. Uh, hey, man, it was just a great show today. A lot a lot of information. I know it's a lot of information to uh, to bring in on on one hour, but hey, man, that's that's all we got we get to do here today. All right, Terry. We'll we'll talk to you here in a bit. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. It was very informative. Uh, like I said, it has a lot of information for you guys to to just use. You know, on 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 just your cell phones, your photographs, your your yeah, professional cameras, things like that. If you got any questions, hit me up or hit Mr. Cherry Lynch up on Instant Messenger, and that way we can kind of help you out, kind of go through if if you want like a one on one, and we'll show you how to do it with your cell phones and your apps, things like that. Uh, also, we have Anibal and we have Jody Gordon out there and Chris Hamill I'll be glad to show you how to do things as well so but I'm glad you guys stuck around today uh, it was a pretty good show man I thought it was a great show man I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast uh, catch us on 28 29 platforms we're going to get on some more I'm trying to get on some more <laughs> I want people to listen to Alias Friend Podcast so I'm glad you guys are, are, are listening tonight um, you know it's it was my pleasure to be on today's show so until then you guys have yourselves a good day Have yourselves a good evening, and have yourselves a good night. I believe it was five separate craft. That's some straight UFO shit right there. That's when I started seeing all of the lights and and, and the the contact that that I've been witnessing.
Alien Strand Podcast.